Melissa, and I'm a consumer psychologist and coach who's been studying psychology for the last 10 years. During that time, I've also shown myself what is possible through self-coaching and changing the way I think about my life, and I'm going to show you how you can do the exact same. So many people are unaware that our thoughts are always within our control, and when we take control of your thoughts, you'll be amazed at Welcome back to Keep This In Mind. So today I'm actually recording. This is the second time that I'm recording this podcast. The first time I recorded it, I went the whole way through. I even went live on TikTok and I was podcasting live from TikTok. And (laughs) then I went to go edit the podcast and it was completely muffled and you couldn't really hear anything. Normally I'm really good at testing this and I thought that I was okay, but nope. But that's okay. We are in our new house now, so we officially moved. We have moved from Belfast to Waterford, which is very exciting. And so we're in our new house, so I'm just trying to figure out where I want to record from and where it sounds best. So yeah, I think that had something to do with it yesterday. So anyway, take two. It wasn't meant to be. This is going to be an even better version of the first version. So just going off of that, it's going to take some time for me, I think, to get used to living and working in the new house and just adjusting from city life in Belfast to country life down here. And I'm just super excited at the moment with work. I have a lot of exciting projects going on. As I mentioned last week, I'm now coaching 10 women for free along with my paying clients that I have. So I have learned so, so much, not just how to be a better coach, but I'm also learning how to manage my schedule, how to make sure I'm prepared for the calls, tracking my clients' progress, and just managing my time because some of my clients are actually in the U.S. and one is even in Dubai, which is super cool. So I'm figuring out time zones and Zoom links and yeah, it's been a learning curve definitely, but lots and lots of fun. So after coaching 10 women on their careers this week, I have discovered that almost all of them have one underlying problem. And it's not necessarily the problem or the thing that they're asking coaching on specifically, but that underlying problem is that they feel they lack self-confidence. So I thought today we could talk about why we feel like we don't have self-confidence, what self-confidence actually is, and then we can talk about some ways that we can create self-confidence. What I was finding with my clients was that it didn't matter which stage in their career journey they were at, the root of the issue was that they didn't feel like they had self-confidence or believe in themselves. Now, whether that was they were in the stage of applying for jobs and not feeling self-confidence to go after the job they truly wanted, or being in an interview and feeling like they had to show the people interviewing them that they were confident and fake it, but not really feeling confident within themselves, or when when a woman gets a job that she worked really hard for, but now she's questioning whether or not she deserves to be there. And there were even some women in management roles who were in charge of making decisions and leading other employees who felt like they were not confident enough to trust their decision-making skills and lead confidently. So, So it affects us all at different stages in our career, and I'm not saying that this is something that is exclusive to women. Men probably feel something similar, I just don't know as much about how they experience in the workplace, but 
I know that this affects women. I know it does. It had affected me prior to, you know, learning how to build self-confidence. And here's what I've decided that self-confidence really is. Self-confidence is a willingness to experience and process negative emotion because you know you have your own back. When you're self-confident, like you're not afraid to experience pain or sadness or feeling uncomfortable because you're not adding that extra layer of judging yourself or beating yourself up for feeling negative. Because that's what we do so much of the time, right? Like we feel shame about feeling shame and we feel sad about feeling sad. We feel afraid because we feel uncomfortable. And it's because we make those negative emotions mean something about ourselves. They make, we make it mean something about us. So then we end up either resisting the experience of feeling negative because we perceive it as being scary, or we do experience the negative emotion and think that because we feel that way, there's something wrong with us. Which, when you think about it, when you feel bad, whether it's feeling embarrassed or hurt or angry or uncomfortable, uncertain or doubtful, those emotions are uncomfortable but they rarely last longer than a few minutes when you really think about it. And some scientific research shows that it only takes 90 seconds to notice and process an emotion. Yet, as humans, we're so afraid of feeling negative emotion because of what we are making that mean about us. So many of us refuse to accept that we are supposed to feel negative emotion half of the time. That's why we have negative emotion. Byron Katie, who is an American author and thought leader on self-inquiry, has a famous quote where she says, the easiest way to feel miserable is to argue with what is. The easiest way to feel miserable is to argue with what is. Why do we resist and fight ourselves for feeling the way we feel, for feeling negative emotion? We argue that we shouldn't be feeling sad, angry, guilty, afraid. Why do we argue with what is? with how we feel because it's making us miserable to argue with the reality of the fact, which is that sometimes we do feel negative. And self-confidence, therefore, is um, just an ability or a willingness to feel all those feelings because you know that that's just what they are. They are just that. They are just feelings, just emotions. It's just an experience. And when you're willing to feel every emotion, it's not that you're fearless. Emotions can still be painful but you aren't adding that extra layer of self-judgment on top of your own emotional experience because that is what hurts the most. When you don't trust yourself to experience life and all that comes with it because of how you believe it's gonna make you feel about yourself or how you will make yourself feel about your own feelings, and I hope I'm not being too meta here, but what I'm really saying is that in order to truly have self-confidence, you're willing to feel all the emotions because you have your own back and you're not making them mean anything more than what they are. So therefore, in order to create self-confidence, you need to learn how to have those negative emotions, you know, fear, sadness, shame, doubt, anger, and choose to have love and compassion for yourself in the process. And you need to be willing to process them to experience them and not resist them. I have a very real example as to how I developed a lot of my self-confidence and this is how I know so well and so truly what it means. And um, as I've spoken about before in the podcast, I quit drinking in May of 2020. Actually, May 2nd, which is coming up soon. So it's almost been two years since I've drank. Um, 
wild. But before I quit drinking, so all of 2019, so all of 2019 and beginning of 2020, my self-confidence was at an all-time low. In 2019, I started my PhD. I moved to Belfast. I was traveling a lot for work and traveling to go see my family in the US. Um, Traveling a lot more than I ever had. Um, (laughs) I had this running joke where I was like, oh, I took 19 flights in 2019 and in 2020, I'm I'm not going to go anywhere. And well, that kind of came true. (laughs) But anyway, I had gained weight during 2019 because I was emotionally eating because I was just constantly feeling uncomfortable like emotionally I was just feeling so uncomfortable and I was using food to make myself feel better which did work temporarily but then I just began feeling uncomfortable in my own skin and my own body and it's not like I was emotionally eating apples and fruit and vegetables and leafy greens like (laughs) I was eating food that was not necessarily nutritious and so I was feeling lethargic and bloated and had no energy. My body was uncomfortable, but also my mind was uncomfortable. I wasn't in a great headspace, and I was also drinking more to escape from those feelings as well. I was having trouble adjusting to my new life and kind of shaming myself for feeling lonely and sad and homesick and just emotional because I had this amazing job. I was being paid a salary to do my PhD. I was doing research, which is something that I had been trying to do for years, And despite all of that, I was still not happy. I still wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't happy with the way I was speaking to myself. I wasn't happy with the way that I was showing up for myself. I was drinking too much. I was eating too much. I was just not listening to my body at all. And I was, yeah, just like having trouble adjusting to my new life. And instead of actually leaning in and feeling those emotions, I was eating them away or drinking them away. And during 2019, I also had some crazy blackouts from drinking that I was really ashamed of, not remembering calling certain people late at night that I rarely talked to. So like, it was weird that I called them and was like FaceTiming them really drunk. I wasn't remembering how I was getting home from places. I almost missed a flight in Spain because I woke up drunk from the night before. Like all these things that I was kind of laughing off as funny in the moment, but they really started eating away at me. And it was to the point where I was feeling anxiety almost every single day, whether that was anxiety from drinking the night before or anxiety from just thinking about what I had said or done or didn't remember doing. And I wasn't drinking every day. I think I mentioned that on the podcast because I want to be very clear, like you do not need to drink every single day to have a problematic relationship with alcohol. Like I was binge drinking on the weekends, which is quote unquote normal and, you know, the cultures that I live in, that I have lived in, in the US and in Ireland, like that's normal. And so I wasn't drinking every day or anything, but I was binge drinking every single weekend, whether that was drinking wine by myself at home on a Friday night or going out with friends. And I couldn't trust myself to drink during the week. That's one of the reasons why, like I stopped drinking during the week because I could not trust myself anymore because no matter if I said, I'm only gonna have one, Uh, I can never just have one. Or if I did just have one, I would think, what's the point? I just shouldn't have drank at all. So I kept trying to take one month off of drinking because I knew it was negatively impacting my mental health. And I thought that if I just took a month off of drinking, I could get clarity again, start to feel a bit better and kind of reset my relationship with alcohol. 
And yeah, so I, I kept trying to take a month off of drinking and I, because like I, you always know, like I knew that drinking wasn't good for me at that point in time. And looking back, I think I always had a negative relationship with alcohol because it made me someone that I wasn't. And here's the interesting thing. Like at first when I, when I started drinking, probably at the end of my high school years and into college, I, I was drinking because it helped me be someone I wanted to be, which was someone who was a bit louder, a bit more outgoing, funnier. I mean, I don't know if I, I actually was funnier, but I thought I was funnier and more sociable because I was quite shy and quiet. And whenever I was drinking, I was able to, you know, not have that. I was less inhibited and I could really go out and talk to anyone and I felt fearless and you know I just felt such a camaraderie with people whenever we would drink together and so drinking made me become someone who I wanted to be in the beginning and I was so happy with that and I loved drinking and I loved going out and I loved hanging out with my friends and laughing and you know all the fun side of drinking but then somewhere along the line it took a turn and then the drinking was making me into someone who I hated, someone who was anxious all the time, someone who was unreliable, someone who was unpredictable. Like I couldn't predict how the night would go if I started drinking. I didn't know if I was going to stop after a couple glasses of wine and go home. I didn't know if I was just going to go out and party the night away. I didn't know if I was going to remember getting home, be late for work in the morning, be hungover the next day or two days or three days because my hangovers were getting that bad. And so I tried to take a month off, like seriously tried probably four or five times between 2019 and the beginning of 2020. And every time I got to two weeks or so, I would end up saying, you know, F it and go out with friends or buy wine for myself because it would get too hard and uncomfortable. And my self-confidence was just non-existent at that point. And it was because I wasn't willing to experience my true negative emotion. So I was buffering with food and alcohol to make myself feel better. And I was speaking to myself in such a mean and horrible way. And if I felt embarrassed about a night out or if I ate too much unhealthy foods or, you know, I would beat myself up for days about it. If I felt embarrassed, I would think, yeah, you should feel embarrassed. You're embarrassing. Like, that's the kind of conversation that I was having with myself. So when I finally did quit drinking, I slowly began to see how negatively I was talking to myself. Um, And when I did finally quit in in May of 2020, I learned that beating myself up while I was quitting drinking only made me drink again. So I decided that I was going to do it differently this time, as, as difficult as that might have been. And I worked on not actively hating myself every day, which got so much better after a few weeks of not drinking. And I could actually see clearly without being hungover every weekend and anxious every day, I became aware that I was drinking to avoid feeling negative emotions like sadness and loneliness and uncertainty. We were in the pandemic at the time and, you know, just anger at certain things, shame about certain things, guilt about certain things. And I became aware that in order to quit drinking, I was going to have to feel those things, which I really hadn't done in a very long time. I very clearly remember feeling boredom and loneliness for the first time in so long when I quit drinking because I hadn't felt it in so long because if I was bored I would eat because I didn't want to sit with myself or if I was 
lonely and feeling uncertain about something or just bored as well like I, I would drink and I remember very clearly that first you know I think it was like probably one of the first two weekends of me quitting drinking for good and um I was just sitting there and I felt so bored and lonely and sad and I remember thinking like I have not felt this in a very long time and it was awful like I'm not gonna sit here and say like oh it was amazing but afterwards I felt so much better for just allowing the feelings to be there and letting them move through me because all feelings are they're just vibrations through our bodies they don't last forever that's just something that I kept telling myself like when I was in that space of quitting drinking and trying not to drink away my feelings or eat away my feelings because I was trying to do both at the same time because I felt like it was very linked for me and I needed to just process what was going on for me I remember something that I was thinking at the time and that helped me get through that that awkward stage was just think about how much better you're gonna feel tomorrow or later tonight after having sat here with these feelings like you're not gonna regret just sitting here and having these feelings and I began to learn that negative emotions can't last forever and after you just feel them instead of resisting them for so long you realize that you were trying to avoid something that only lasts a few minutes and that the worst part was actually the fact that you were trying to avoid them. At least this is my experience, and I gained so much of my self-confidence from quitting drinking and learning to lean into the negative emotions instead of resisting them. Because I think I've spoken about this before on the podcast, and when you resist a real emotion for you, like something that you really feel, when you keep resisting that, it's like when you have... A beach ball in the pool and you're trying to push down the beach ball and you push it down and you can hold it down for a little while but you can't hold it down forever and eventually that beach ball is just gonna spring up out of the water and you know splash you in the face and that's kind of the way that negative emotion is like the more that you resist it the stronger it builds and the more it will likely implode or explode on you and whenever you're trying to avoid something that only lasts a few minutes if you can just allow yourself to feel it for a few minutes realize that it's safe to feel it like that's another thing that I've been working on lately like because I'm not perfect obviously <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks that I am and I do still experience times where I might um, you know eat from boredom or whatever it is like or go on social media to stop myself from feeling a certain way or you know whatever it is that I do and my coach that I'm working with now, like one of the things that we're working on together is really just feeling safe to have these negative emotions. And something that really helps me is whenever I do feel that coming up instead of like resisting it, which I'm very prone to doing, like it's just a habit of mine. Like I try to get away from the negative emotional headspace as soon as I can. And what I do now is I just kind of put my hand on my chest and just reconnect myself with myself and say like, oh, this is sadness, this is frustration, this is anger, and it's safe to feel this and just allowing that emotion to be there. So that's really where I gained so much of my self-confidence from. I just l learned how to lean into the negative emotions instead of resisting them. 
And I became so much more self-confident because now I'm absolutely willing to feel and experience negative emotion and it still hurts to feel them. Yeah, I'm not telling you that it's fun to feel sad, but I try not to beat myself up anymore for feeling sad or whatever feeling that I'm having. So circling back to how you can create self-confidence. I mean, the best way to do that is to take a look at your own relationship with your experience of negative emotion. Is there any area of your life where you're judging yourself for feeling a certain way? And get curious about how you speak to yourself when you feel bad or feel sad or feel angry. Do you allow yourself to feel it for a few minutes? Do you allow yourself to just, maybe sometimes what people do, and I sometimes suggest my clients do this, and I sometimes do this, is take a second and set a timer on your phone for five minutes or two minutes or however long you want to set it and say, like, for these two minutes or five minutes, I'm going to allow myself to feel whatever it is that I need to feel because that's where the magic happens when you create that safe space for yourself to know that you can experience any negative emotion And the worst part about that is not going to be what you make it mean about yourself. It's not going to be that you're a bad person or sad person or wrong or different. Like everyone experiences this and we're always so quick to change our emotional state into something positive because it feels better and it feels like we should be feeling that way. But when we just allow ourselves to feel the negative emotion, it tends to pass quickly. And when you allow yourself to feel it, It's just you become more self-confident because you become more willing to do it over and over and over again. And you know now and you learn that it's not as scary as it seems. So try asking yourself, like, do you allow yourself to feel it for a few minutes or do you just brush it off? Do you think you're weak if you feel bad? That's another thing that people commonly think, like that, especially men, like the men in our lives, like they don't believe that men should feel these negative emotions like and even if you're not admitting to yourself the way you feel you still have negative emotion and you still feel bad some of the time and you're not weak because of it in fact it's one of the strongest things and the best things that you can do for yourself is to let yourself experience it and choose to not beat yourself up for feeling it and Like, just ask yourself, do you think you're weak if you feel bad? Like, Which, by the way, of course you're not. You're supposed to feel bad sometimes. You're perfect the way you are. You're supposed to be feeling this. And then you can just practice experiencing those negative emotions over and over and over again. And that's how you build self-confidence. You hold the space for yourself. You allow yourself to feel it. And you know going into things, like, let's say in the case of my clients, like, If you know going into a meeting where you need to manage people and the worst thing that you're going to feel is shame about making a bad decision, which is normal. No one wants to make a bad decision. No one wants to have the company lose money and let that be like part of their fault. So if you go in there knowing the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to feel shame and I know how to feel shame and I know it's safe to feel shame. So I don't need to worry about feeling shame. I can let that be there if it's going to be there. And I can hold the space for that if it's going to be there. And then we move on. And that doesn't mean that I'm wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm bad. I can use it as a learning experience. And I can hold the space for myself to feel that negative emotion. 
So just practicing experiencing those negative feelings and catch yourself if you're judging your own feelings. It'll take time. Like, as, as I said, like, I have been on this journey, I think, for three, three or four years now. And like, I still have to catch myself um, beating myself up about feeling a certain way or shaming myself about feeling a certain way. And it's safe to have that experience and know that you're not bad because you feel bad and you're not shameful because you feel shameful. All it is is a vibration and an experience that's happening in your body. And your feelings are always caused by your thoughts. How many times is she going to say that on this podcast? But your feelings are always caused by your thoughts, right? So how you think about yourself shapes how you feel about yourself. So be willing to experience the negative emotion. I promise you, it's not as bad as it seems. If I can do it, you can do it. And the worst part of it will be what you make it mean about you if you make it mean something bad or wrong about you. Because we all experience these feelings. Different people just make it mean different things. If you're shaming yourself about feeling a certain way, question why. Get curious about it instead of beating yourself up about it. Have your own back. That's really what self-confidence is, after all. It's the willingness to experience emotion. All of them. Good, bad, and love yourself through all of them. Because if you experience negative emotion, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It means that you're human. So I'll just end this here and say that I'm I'm very, very hopeful that this podcast is not going to be muffled like the last one and that I can have this up for you guys ASAP. And I hope that you have a beautiful weekend and you practice feeling self-confidence and yeah, learn to just sit with a negative emotion and love yourself and feel safe for feeling that. Okay, so that's all from me today. Thank you so much for listening. Keep this in mind. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could go and leave me a review. And if you want to get in touch or find out more about my one-on-one coaching, head to melissakellyphd.com. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.